Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. everybody welcome back to our nhl season prediction the division predictions here if you haven't heard our other rundowns of the other divisions go check them out on our youtube channel the soda pod you can listen to it on the podcast the soda pod and you can interact with us and give your opinions at all or you can rip us for ours on social media facebook and twitter at the soda pod we're running down the central division before we highlight uh, all of our individual takes, we have Alex Micheletti and Spoked Z here as well, riding shotgun. Uh, Hoppy, do you want to just run down for our listeners on the podcast and those who aren't watching the video here, what the consensus uh, rankings were for the Central Division among all of us? Yeah, and you're very nice to do that because you know I'm not thrilled about how it laid out. But number one, Colorado Avalanche. That was consensus. I don't think anyone picked against Colorado. Even after Joey. that, <laughs> after that, it was literally two through seven pure anarchy. Number one was decided. Number eight was decided. That was the Arizona Coyotes. The poor the Coyotes rest, who are now in the central. <laughs> poor Coyotes, bad for time zones, bad for strong division. It's all bad. But Two through seven are a clusterfuck yeah. across this group. Number two, based on consensus, is the Minnesota Wild. Wow. Number three, Winnipeg Jets, illustrated by their starting logo. Number four, Dallas Stars will upset many, That's many crazy, Minnesota fans. That's crazy. Number five, Chicago Blackhawks. Number six, St. Louis Blues. Number seven, Nashville Predators. Isha, you can suck a big old dick. Now that one hurts. And let's get at it. We'll start with Micheletti. Out of this consensus, is there something that you see here that makes you upset? I had the Blues a lot higher. Uh, I'm a big Jordan Bennington guy. Um, so that that's oh my goodness. What, that's what kind of upset me. I, I I'm a big believer in the Blues. I love. I love uh, Chief, their coach, Baruby, and uh, uh, Pareko back there is a mutant. He can do it all, and he was one of the big reasons why they won the cup a couple years ago, so I love that extension, um, and I love the pickup of Busnevich and getting a guy like Brandon Saad, who I thought was, was huge for them too, depth-wise, and so, yeah, the Blues stood out for me. All right, Z, what are you upset about? Dallas shouldn't be there at all they're bad they're really bad what? Um, shut your filthy they mouth they're they're not... i love hey, i love rupe hints too i do too oh him and hayskin and man they get me uh i had st louis where dallas is i think i had them swapping i think that's other than that it's the same but uh arizona is gonna be the most fascinating team <laughs> probably of all time if you want to have <laughs> If you want to, if you're bored, I suggest just going to Cap Friendly and looking at their roster. It's insane. Specifically the forwards. Hang uh, on, they folks, have... folks, listen. I got to say this right now because I didn't remember to say it in the Pacific breakdown. 
my bold prediction is that Edmonton, for all the reasons I gave that I had them at four, we're going to get five central, three Pacific. Edmonton misses, and they get first overall pick by some divine intervention because this is another year that Arizona and Buffalo are going head-to-head for number one. And that's what happened when McDavid landed in Edmonton, and it's going to happen fucking again no. this year and it's fucking stupid is it bedard's so year pissed. i'm gonna be so mad is it that vancouver kids year no he's next year is it right this year okay yeah. mm-hmm. so right ends up in vancouver in uh edmonton and i'm gonna be so fucking pissed he'll refuse oh, yeah. right now right to edmonton and then buffalo and arizona somewhere in two or three that's a take okay um moving along hoppy Isha, your it, thoughts on that or on the the no, on, on the rankings that we see here okay. right now for the central good because you don't want to hear my thoughts on your ridiculous point um i can't I wait think, so i'm right <laughs> other than minnesota being at second i'd flop put it put it this way if this is the consensus for me not to be upset i would say flip minnesota and dallas everything else like I, i'm okay with you know i I would like to see the Blues finish further than than uh, the Nashville Predators. I thought Chicago improved. That I just can't be biased with Nashville. Like they they're going to be a better team than them this year. Um, but yeah, swap Nashville and and St. Louis and swap Minnesota and Dallas. And that that's where that's where I would say I, the only gripes with this uh, with this. Consensus. Do you have Dallas at two? Yes. Why? I almost How? had Dallas How's at that? two. I put. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because they actually have Minnesota too. Yeah, buddy, you put Minnesota. They actually have pieces. They don't necessarily have holes like the Minnesota Wild do. They may not be the the most. I know you need to be. I know you need to be. You two both need to be edgy with your wild takes. But how do you have? No, that's serious. That's serious, bro. I barely just changed. I was Dallas number two, Winnipeg three. I switched it because Winnipeg looks great. Minnesota is anywhere between three and six, and I don't know how to place them. I don't know how. Yeah, they're the second best team in this division. They're not. They are, but okay. Tell me why they are. All right, well, let, let's run it down. Oh, in Z, divi- Z. Let, no, yeah. Z first. He's already in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Why are they number two? I like all four of their lines, like a lot. Uh, the one thing I'm ve- – the one knock that I do have that I'm very curious to see how long it takes people to, like, finally get mad about this is like the freddie gaudreau thing like (laughs) i he had his first ever year where he had noticeable production in the regular season and somehow of all the things that minnesota has done this offseason he's the one that skated by without getting like any flack like (laughs) he's gotten plenty of flack (laughs) not like enough I mean, I, and I don't even, I don't even like not like him. Like, I think he's a fine player, but like, because some of his analytics are really good, like, he got by with like minimal being like, really? That's the one that we're going to, okay. Well, I think that was it. Like, it was like, oh, interesting. Okay. We didn't bring in like a hurdle or Dvorak, but I guess that works. And it felt like then everyone just moved on. Like, I mean, maybe I missed all of it because I mute sometimes i have like really annoying days i'm like i have to mute every word on twitter and i just don't see anything but like he's the 3c i'm like that's a problem that feels weird 
but then they're like, oh, but he played well with uh, Fiala when they were both in the national. Evan Fiala three feels weird. <laughs> it was bananas. Um, but I like again, I like Cam Talbot a lot. I liked that signing when it happened, and people yelled at me, and I said, okay, that's very funny. Watch this, and then he did what he did last year. Yeah. Um, yep. He fits the Right. Dallas, I just, th- I just, so many questions with Dallas. Like, I just have so many questions. I think their defense is fine. I think their defense, their defense is fine. Is great. Yeah, their defense is very yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. Like uh, I, when I say when they, I say fine, I mean I look at them like, yeah, that's not a problem. And, does and they fine have, mean top ten, or does fine mean not bottom ten? I put their defense. I mean, it's definitely not bottom ten. Right, it's but probably, it's, yeah, I'd say it's flirting with top ten. Yeah, it's around top. I don't know. I like. I have to look. I I'd have to actually sit down and like look at every defense and be like, yeah, they're top ten. Um, okay. But I have them like I'd say. I'm guessing like just off the top of my head, I'd put them right around that ten. Um, Fuck. Okay, then we disagree on that. And I so who's their goalie? Who's their goalie? They have four goalies that can all be a starting goalie. None of them which are starters good or bad. Which none of them good are good enough. To, none of them are good enough to be starters. None of All them. Right, you're just bitter that Hudobin left. I get it. <laughs> no, I love Hudobin. I respect it. I respect I love him it. to death, but is, is that anger. is he your number one goalie? I think he's the one A to the Ettinger one B at worst. So what's and I'm Holpe? okay with that. So, so why 50-50. the hell did they why'd they bring in Hopi? No, the Hopi thing makes zero sense. That me. makes zero sense. Yep. Um, I, I, I'll I criticize the Hopi signing with anyone in the world. It makes no fucking sense ever. And then their bottom six. I think the what bottom is six is fine. It's not bringing it? Suter in. Who's going to score? Their Who's bottom six. Well, that's the thing, Z. Six. I don't think they're relying on their bottom six at all to score. You know, and, and maybe that Great. burns. So them. you're banking you know, on again. You're that, banking on an 80 point season from Jamie Ben. You're deciding that Joe Pavelski is nah, going to do the same exact not, thing he did last year. You're, you're deciding that Sagan's fine and like going to be fully healthy again. Everything then, except for Jamie Ben. I'm in. Yes. Jamie Ben's so not going to get 80 points. He's still going to be a sur- more than a serviceable player. I think, Hintz, I think Jamie ben was on the f- I think... Jamie Ben ended up on the fourth line last year. That's fine. Again. Keep him there. <laughs> and he didn't do anything. Like It was bad. And now he's playing center. He's been playing center in the preseason. That's a problem. That you, feels weird. They signed Luke Glendening to win a faceoff. That feels weird. They signed Michael Raffle because sometimes he's good. <laughs> they... Like they're gonna have to play uh, look, one I'm of not, Tanner Caro, count- Jordan Kawaguchi, Oscar Bach, Tyler. I'm Fel- not count- I'm not counting out their offense. Blake, uh, I'll, everyone's I'll obsessed with Blake Como because like all the guys that know Blake Como think he's gonna be a GM in the league one day. But what does Blake Como do? I don't know. He's a uh, great fourth line player. How dare you? Yeah, I think you're, you're being a little what does he do? critical. I think. <laughs> what does he do? What, what's he's he a smart with player. I think he's fine. But what's he do? It, no, he, he's a fourth line player. Plain and simple. So, I completely. So if agree. anyone's getting excited about that, then I don't know what. Like I don't but, know what we're Z, doing. They're not bringing in bad players. Like all these players are fine. They they think, play to their who's, role. Who's going to put up hundred points? Who's going to put up ninety points? Who's going to put up points? Why do they have to put up hundred points? Why who from Minnesota is putting up hundred points? Yeah, dude. You don't have who, to put up hundred points. Think Kaprizov's good... never going to hit hundred? Not, not this season. Maybe when he gets to center. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Is that the argument ever, or is it this year? No, 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 I'm saying this. Uh, is it totally out of the realm of possibility that Caprizov's going to hit 100 this is season? Yes. It totally yes. out of the realm of possibility that anyone for Dallas could hit 100. Okay, who is? I think Group A hints. I think he's not Robertson. 100 points. No, he's not. They could get there. I'm not saying they will. 
but you just I'm said this if year. You're telling me that you said this no year. One. You said this year. You just right. you just yelled at me. You said this year. Z, I said no one for Dallas will hit it, and you said no. And I'm saying there's plenty of guys that could rise up and hit 100. I think so that's your that's your banking is on. Unlikely. So that's what you're banking on for the second place team. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Again, they're not my second place team. They're my third they're my, place team. They're my second place team. And I think by com- I think Winnipeg is very well poised to be the second place team. And I'm shocked that people think Minnesota will be better than Winnipeg. I could flip flop either one of them. I think Minnesota's better. But I could I, if they were three and Winnipeg was still like, yeah, that makes sense too. Who has a better goalie? Oh my god, Winnipeg. Okay, who has a better top two forward? Who has a better lines? backup goalie? Who has the better top two forward lines? Uh, what do you think of Blake Wheeler? I think Blake Wheeler's better than any center that the Wild have. Than any, well, he's not a center. He can play it. He's had to play center. If he has to, it's still better than whatever we have. Is Paul Stastny a better center? No, but he's going to be third line center. No, he's their second line center. We'll see what happens. That's what that's what they've been. That's how they've been playing. They've had Dubon on the wing. That's preseason. We'll see what happens. You guys really read into last preseason too. a lot. <laughs> and last year, when they signed him, or when they traded for him. Well, that was also pretty early in his involvement with Winnipeg Jets. Went pretty bad the whole put, season. Put it this way. Bad. Uh, so, so you think, hang on, let, let's hear this straight. You think that Dubois will be worse than any non-Jewel Erickson X center for the Wild? Never said that. Well, I want to hear you say it then. Who's better? I think, I think collectively the forward lines for Minnesota take over Winnipeg. But I didn't ask that. I asked who's better, PLD or non-Jewel Erickson X center for the Wild? Give me PLD. Okay. So then like we we're agree. talking about one guy. And then we're so there's the other problem. I think like I think they're the defense moves they made, I think they're fine. I think they're good. But like just because it's better than one of the worst six man defense cores I've ever seen in my life in Winnipeg last season, just because it's better. It's now, improved. <laughs> people are like, oh, I think that like people are like, I think everyone on that Winnipeg back end is gonna win a win a Norris this year. I think I think they're middle group. The I think they're middle group. Tell you what, Nate Schmidt at times last year was painful. 
Oh, uh, don't remind Josh me. Morrissey at times is painful. I think Neil Pionk is a better player than a lot of us thought he was. I think Brendan Dillon is very not good. Oh, I think okay. that's different than what I think. So I get that then. I, I watched most of Washington's games last season because I was very sad that Chara wasn't on the Bruins anymore. And I'll tell you what, it was bad. And then in the playoffs, the Bruins, when they weren't even playing very well, were ripping Brendan Dillon apart. Like the third line for the Bruins was ripping him apart. And it was insane. Uh, Bull U is just a weird guy. And then Logan Stanley is big. So like, I think their defense is better than it was last year, but last year was so fucking bad that it would have been harder to get worse. Look, man, you play for Maurice. You can have a shitty defense and still their backup too is is Eric Connery. So they're going to need Hellebuck to play like 60 games, which I think he can. I think (laughs) there's no reason he can't do that. But like, if he can't, Eric Connery is bad. All right. So Z, let's be straight then. Avalanche, your number one, no question. Yeah. Bottom two yeah. are Nashville and Arizona. Which one worries you the most out of the five in between? Like, who do you think could fall shorter than what you've listed or could go way better than what you've listed? Like, who worries you the most out of those five? So I was just shitting on Dallas just because we were arguing about Dallas, but I could see them being better than both Chicago and St. Louis. Sorry, o- only if they have a hundred point player on the team, though. Only if well, they we have were that's we were just going back and forth <laughs> in that shit. <laughs> I'm just all right. With you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Micheletti, who's your one that worries you? Like, who do you think you're going to be wrong about? Chicago. Um, I I still don't trust their uh, their forward group. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, so you think they'll be worse than how yeah. you have them ranked? Yeah. Uh, wow. I just yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, I love I love Flurry, but I don't trust their their forward group at all. Still, um, and we we don't know, if, you know, what we're gonna get with Taves yet. You know, it's been preseason; he's been all right, but uh, um, we'll see. I mean, I just don't think they have a lot of depth around Taves and Kane um, in that forward group, so okay. they they scare me. That's fair for me. It's definitely the St. Louis Blues because I think Avalanche are one, seven and eight are Nashville and Arizona, and. St. Louis has given me no reason to be inspired, but to say that they end up two or three this year, like it doesn't shock me. And I've got them at six. Like, I just don't, uh, I don't trust them at all, but they can easily shock me. So that scares me. Isha, what do you got? Well, I mean, the Blues are a shadow of what of what their Stanley Cup team was. So I have no faith in the Blues like whatsoever. Um, For me, it's like, Again, I look on paper and I'm like, oh, Nashville, this actually looks like a good team. But then their forward group just plays like shit. If Soros becomes this season one of the best goaltenders, you know, behind Vasilevsky, which I think he has the potential to become because he fucked it. He put that team on his on his back last year and had unbelievable numbers that I cannot believe the hockey world isn't talking about, still isn't talking about. Then maybe Nashville could be a team that that surprises us a little bit. Shut not a up, not a world Shut beater, up. guys. This goaltender is one of the best in the league, and no You're one obsessed. gives him credit. You're obsessed. Anyways. Wait, what? You asked me. You asked me. He's just obsessed with Soros and Nashville. I fucking love uh, Yossi Soros. You say no one was giving Soros credit? No, man. No one was that. giving. He Soros thinks credit. that. What do you mean? 
barely talked about like okay he was the only point when you talked about nashville it was like okay soros because he's the only bright star there other than vesna he finished sixth in yeah he should have fucking fin he should have won the vesna but anyway calm down dude okay six for six sixth in vesna (laughs) is a slap in the fucking face to his performance last year in my opinion all right, group think tank here. Let's go. <laughs> let's go positive. Actually, no, let's go negative and then positive because that's more fun. All right, starting with Micheletti, going Z, then me, then Isha. Tell me why things could go badly for the Wild this year. Micheletti, go off. Uh, the depth of the decor. Um, uh, seeing Jordy Ben out there scares me. Um, <laughs> Vancouver Island boy, let's go. Um, <laughs> And and John Merrill, I just I don't know. Uh, and Kulikov, you know, who knows? Um, no. So that kind of scares me. Just uh, losing, I think losing Susie was a, was a huge deal. Um, and Suter played some heavy minutes uh, for for this team. So I would say the 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 the, the decor is definitely. And then the bottom six um, still is a little little shaky for me too. With the um, you just don't know what you're going to get out of Pitlick and um, Goudreau right now. Z, go off. Negative. Negative for the Wild would definitely be the bottom six completely falling out and then Joel Eriksson-Eck not coming anywhere close to what he did last year. And then, like you just said, who knows what's going to happen with one of Ben or Merrill. I think right now it's pretty clear that Jordy Ben's going to be the seventh D. Like, it was it was scary. Yeah. Uh, and then, basically, if Ken Talbot decides that he's not, not good anymore and then... Kakin and thinks he's playing the blues every game. That would be a good absolute <laughs> recipe for disaster. God damn. It's almost uh Darcy Kemper-esque. You know, like when uh, Kemper no, it's played the exact same. It's the exact same. I was gonna ask what's worse. Fucking Kakinen playing against the blues or <laughs> oh the man you named playing against the wild. But my concern is the goaltending for sure, because I feel like both exceeded expectations in a way like i think they're both totally up to the task both totally skilled but if if talbot and cockinen can't stand up to what they did last year i'm pretty worried it's not ideal uh i don't know but the forward group is better than i expected Defense group is really not like deteriorated that much compared to last year. I do think that Goligoski is kind of being ignored largely by people when he's the suitor replacement. And the third pairing isn't great by any means, but I think that Merrill and Mr. Russian are both up to the task of at least playing third pairing. If they play Addison on third pairing, though, I'm going to throw a fit. If they play Beckman, Rossi, Boldy in the bottom six, I'm going to throw a fit. I want to see them playing meaningful minutes, or I want to see them playing in Iowa and dominating people, and then me and Z going out and visiting them and watching their games. (laughs) Uh, Two concerns for me. I think the Kulikov 
acquisition signing was just it was disgusting. I think he's one of the worst defensemen in the National Hockey League. He's looks better than you've positioned him. The guy can't even preseason, man. Preseason again. So many people put so much stock in preseason. Huh. He is atrocious. He can barely even clear the puck. He's so bad. I mean, I honestly, um, yeah, anyways, I, I could go off about Kulikov. I, I'd rather have Patterin back than fucking Kulikov on this team. And everyone knows how much I love Greg Patterin around and <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, Kaprizov, he, he played for a contract last year. I think the guy takes a, a soft, not a sophomore slump, but I don't think he's scoring at the rate that he scored at last year. And I think that <laughs> Fiala is really going to have to step up in that department because I think it, it's a little bit of a concern that a guy with, again, small sample size expected to just lead this team to the promised land. It, the pressure might just be too much for him in his sophomore season playing again, teams outside of just one division. Um, and any, you know, I don't think he's going to get anything like under a 60 points, but if it's, if it's not 70 plus, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a, that's the best thing for the wild this year. And I got to ask the group, I'm asking you Z, I'm asking Micheletti, do you think that we should immediately retire Miko Koivu's jersey? Z, you go first. Yeah, probably. Wow. I'd like wow. that. I think he was... I think he's deserving of it. And um, I wouldn't really feel good about someone coming in and be like, yeah, I want number nine. I think he was pretty much like everything you wanted in the captain of your team, the way that he played every game, even when he wasn't Miko Koivu anymore. Like, you're never going to look at that guy and be like, yeah, he took tonight off. Um, and I think for where the Wild were, when the Wild became the Minnesota Wild, and when he came in, I think he's deserving of it. I won't. I don't want anyone else wearing number nine. So yeah, that's that's fair. Micheletti, what do you think? Yeah, he was the ultimate pro. I mean, both him and his brother. That they nobody outworked them on the ice, um, and uh, um, he gave his heart and soul to the this organization, um, the Wild organization. And yeah, I'm with Z. No one else should wear that number nine. And I'm okay with that. I think it's ridiculous that fans demand it's immediately retired. Like, I think it's a little outlandish that they think that he just immediately deserves retirement. Well, we've never but had anybody it, like him. Like, And if it know, happened, though. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad, right? But I don't think that it warrants, like, immediate retirement. Like, the first home game of the season. I think that's a little aggressive, but that's just me. Isha, what do you think? I've, I've said it once on this podcast, and I'll say it again. As a Vancouver Canucks fan, I didn't think Trevor Linden's number should have been retired. And I kind of feel the same thing about Koivu. Both revered, both loved, both amazing captains for their respected teams. The, the Jersey retirement is something special. That That's, you know, within your franchise, that's Hall of Fame status, right? Koivu, the likes of Linden and, and Burroughs, respectively, in Vancouver, which he did, they're, they're ring of honor kind of guys, in my opinion. Ring of honor, easily, easily. Yeah, yeah of course. But I throw the Linden example out there because there's people in Vancouver Canucks uh, market too who are, feel the exact same way about him as they do with Koivu, and, and fair enough. I'm not, I'm not upset that his number's up there, but you're, but you're next to Pavel Burry. I'm sorry. Linden was not a Pavel Burry. <laughs> and that's my thing is, do you think that Miko Koivu next to Kirill Kaprizov and like, 10 15 years do you think that they hold the same weight as each other go off i don't know i don't know what that means 
Do you think they're equivalent? I don't know how to judge that when Kaprizov played 50 games. Like, Right. So my point is, if Kaprizov is everything that we think he can live up to, do you think that he and Koivu should both have their numbers in the rafters? I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, they've never hard, had they've never a, had a Kaprizov, but have they? But then have they had? Have they ever had another Koivu? Well, that's the thing. It's a hard question because they haven't really had a superstar, but they've had someone like Koivu, the the perfect captain. You know, the guy who bought it, into so everything. Like, there's such different diff- players. There could stuff. be a different answer for any fan, I guess. Like, what do you yeah. think? That's, having that's a the number point retired? here. Z. I want you to fucking so that's argue what I'm with asking. me. Argue. I, argue. I mean, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to throw Koivu's number in the rafters. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like the reasons why you wouldn't like you said, like Isha, you said it's a special thing. Okay. Was Koivu not a special player in Minnesota? Really, I think, no. I think every, he wasn't. I don't think so personally. I think that he was a great middle six center for any Stanley cup contender. He was a great, he was great at the shootout, I guess, even though he was lower than Bateri Newbaloon. We don't have to get into that. I think he was a great player, but do you really think that he stands among the other players that have had their numbers retired across the league? That's I not personally the question. don't think that so. That doesn't fucking matter. That's my question, though. That, well, that doesn't matter. Okay, then it doesn't Cause he, matter. Because he was a he was a he was on the Minnesota Wild. Like I'm not like, hey, should uh, the Boston Bruins retire Miko Koivu's number? It's like, well, I don't know why the, why the fuck would they do that. Like, it's not a well, question of like, does he mean the same to every team? It doesn't like it doesn't matter what he means to other teams. Like, it doesn't matter at all. I think it's important for a team to have guys like Miko Koivu have their numbers retired. Like, I think I, he was... I, I he, respect like, he that. Was, Z, how I many guys that. stuck around Minnesota forever? How many guys stuck around Minnesota forever? Because no, whether we like well, it or not, that guy was an elite two-way center for, what, 15 years? Yeah, He was an elite two-way center, and he was the captain for how long? And you ask any guy, you go around anyone that had ever played for the Wild, like, hey, should Koivu have his number retired? What are they going to say? 100%. Z, Z, you're going to be so mad when we have the jersey retirement here, when I have the jersey for Columbus with Koivu's name on it. Oh, God. (laughs) I just think that the, the reasons to retire his number far outweigh like any reason that you could argue now nah, let's not retire that fucking number no and, and fair, fair point here hop i'm gonna jump in. fair yeah, point no. and i think it just comes down to like like where where i stand on it where i think that that ceremony that that uh just that honor is reserved for a player of more of an elite status and that's my opinion regardless of what he means to the franchise which is why i gave that example with linden but i have no gripes with like someone like him who is above and beyond more of a minnesota wild player than anyone in franchise history sure maybe that maybe that's a one-off and he deserves it in that point i get your stance on it and i i I won't diminish that i'm just saying that i'm firm in the in the stance where like there's ring of honor and there's and there's jersey retirements and it, it doesn't have to be the same precedent league-wide but i think that elite status has to have something to do with it that's my opinion yeah and i just think it's team by team like i think yep. in terms and for and like micheletti you said he was the heart heart soul heart and soul of this team for as long as he was here like it was that was the guy everyone goes to that's the face of the organization we go to miko koivu like that's the guy and like for me like 
when you're a franchise that's been around for what 21 years now like yeah you need some kind of history and tradition in your organization and for me like Miko Koivu Miko Koivu being the first guy to have his number retired that would be feels right I mean, out of the the whole crop of Minnesota Wild players, it's the only one that feels right. <laughs> Any sort well, of uh, okay. inkling. Of yeah, that. that's an easy yes. <laughs> oh man! All right, um, I think that's it for this segment, eh, boys? Mm-hmm. Close her out. <laughs>